رادیو رومی Hi everyone, welcome to episode 21 from Radio Rumi. You can detect a little cold in my voice, which is why the recording was postponed for a few days, but I think I'm well enough to be speaking to you again. Indeed, I thought about doing an episode about Rumi and not being so well, to see how he talked about illness and all kinds of issues related to that. But then I had prepared a specific episode about Jesus in the poetry of Rumi, and I thought Jesus being such a healing figure in all of Persian poetry, really, from the pre-modern period to today's poetry, that in fact, he's very relevant for somebody who's just recovered from a little flu and is talking again. So let's focus today on what Rumi has to say about the image of Jesus in his poetry and how does he use this image and is there anything we can learn from it? Well, my most immediate reaction is a lot. We can learn a lot from it. And in fact, there's so much that one could probably not fit into one episode. But as usual, I hope that that this program will help us get a taste of it so that you could then later on follow that and pursue that for yourself, wherever you like, and wherever it takes you. Let me just say um, also that this being the beginning of the Lent period um, makes the episode a timely one, although you could be listening to it any time in the future and it may not be exactly during this time period. All right, now on to this episode about um, the image of Jesus in the poetry of Rumi, and in particular, I mean the lyric poetry of Rumi. Well, let me first say that when we think in terms of poetic images, um, we often think about them as if they were solid, 
as if they could stay the same. In fact, people have written books about what is the image of a cypress tree in Persian poetry, or what are the images of candle and um, butterflies or moths, really, in Persian poetry, nightingales and roses and so forth and so on. I want to say today that, as I hope we have together experienced this over the past few conversations that we've had about Rumi, that you are already aware of the fact that the images in his poetry are moving images. They're moving in the sense that they're dynamic, they don't stay in one place, but they're also moving in the sense that they evolve, they change, they're not always the same, and they don't always mean the same thing. I'll give you a couple of examples so that that makes more sense. But let me tell you that, in a way, it's like what he does as he tries with his friends walking, trying to bury one of his students, and in the middle of having that somber funeral procession, he stops everybody and says, let's dance, take the instruments out, and everybody starts to playing and dancing. So in a way, that's what he does to images in his poetry. He makes a somber funeral procession into a dance. As for example, let's think about the image of the moon, for example, or mah in Persian. Well, like any other image, the moon has a core meaning, and that core meaning stays the same. And that core meaning in the image of the moon is very often brightness, roundness, being celestial, being heavenly, and so forth. But Rumi takes that moon and gives it many, many different roles in his poetry. For example, listen to this one. Ey barsar bazari dastar chenan karde ru ba degaran karde maraw negaran karde az ishq shab zulfat an mah gudazide az parto rukhsarat khurshid faqan karde to is addressing the beloved. He says, all you, the one who've come to the market today to a public place and wearing your head gear or your hair in such a way that is obviously provocative and everybody is paying attention to it. And you're looking at others and are making me so worried. And then he says, well, beware for the love of the Night of your dark hair, the moon is melting. And from the glow of your beautiful face, the sun is screaming. What is the melting moon? Is the lover suffering and turning paler every day, losing weight, losing um, strength every day. And then another poem. In kist in in kist in shirin o ziba aumade sar maston alin dar bagal dar khawne ma aumade. Who is this? 
Who is this so beautiful, so sweet, who's visiting me? Half drunk, shoes under his arms or her arms has just come to our house. خانه در او حیران شده اندیشه سرگردان شده صد عقل و جان اندر پیش بی دست و بی پا آمده The house is bewildered by the presence of this beloved A hundred rationalities and souls are all running after this beautiful beloved Without feet and arms that's just the rolling over themselves falling over themselves to follow the beloved and then the moon comes in charho zamin aaineyi vas aks maah ruyeto an aayene zinde shode man dar tamasha aamade the heavens and the earth are a mirror and the moon of your face is reflected in them that mirror has come to life and it's itself watching itself. So you see, this moon is way different from the melting, suffering lover. This is what I mean by the inner movement of the images and the way they develop into new things and they help us see new things. So... Is a new dynamism that Rumi kind of injects into images that we already think we know and we understand. But in his poetry, we kind of rediscover them. So why, why does he do that? Well, there could be a million different poetic reasons for it. But one that I would like to put my finger on is that when we know something and when we think that we know something, that thing is already defined for us. We don't need to run after it. We don't need to try to discover it. We don't need to try to unravel it. It's there. But when the image changes, we are surprised. And of course, surprise is the main ingredient in any good poetry. When we are shocked, when we are surprised, when we see something that we have to discover for ourselves. Now let's get back and talk about the image of Jesus. There is a core existing meaning to the image of Jesus, like the moon that um, has its brightness and roundness and celestial quality as a core that never changes. The image of Jesus also has this very same core quality. Jesus always, for um, Persian poets, lives in the fourth heavens, where he ascended. That's a Quranic image borrowed by the poets, and it gets repeated. And it's also very helpful that the sun is also in the fourth heaven. So the brightness of the sun, the life-giving nature of the sun, the healing quality of the sun is shared by Jesus, or rather is borrowed from Jesus. So Hafez, the other poet, was about a century older than Rumi, or rather later than Rumi, says, Dara Saman Na'ajab Garb Gufte Hafez 
سماع زهره به رقصا ورد مسیحا را For him Jesus in the fourth heaven dances to the tune that is played by Venus and of course dancing is a sacred quality for the Sufis feeling so much excitement and inner joy that the movements of dance come to you naturally again the same poet Hafez says مجده ای دل که مسیحا نفسی می آوید که از انفاس خوشش بوی کسی می آوید. Listen my heart and be happy for I have news for you for somebody is coming who has the breath of Jesus. And why is he referring to the breath of Jesus? Because Jesus in the Quran is referred to as روح الله the spirit of God and his breath is life-giving. Another poem by Zadi of Shiraz, again referring to the breath of Jesus and this time using the metaphor of the morning because morning turns the night into the colorful a noisy and lively day. به جهان خورم از آنم که جهان خورم از اوست آشقم بر همه عالم که همه عالم از اوست. I'm happy in the world because the world belongs to him with capital H referring to God of course. آشقم بر همه عالم که همه عالم از اوست. I am in love with the world because the world belongs to him. And then the next line, بغنیمت شمر دوست دم ایسی صوب تا دل مرده مگر زنده کنی کن دم از اوست. Oh, my friend, appreciate early morning. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of the life-giving breath of the Jesus of the morning. That is the morning which is like Jesus. Because if you are awake early in the morning, when this life-giving act of the morning happens, you might bring your own heart to life. There is plenty more that I can actually quote of other poets who talk about Jesus. But um, let's get back to Rumi who is the main purpose of this particular episode with his focus on Jesus. And what you see again is that in Rumi's poetry, there is a very lively conversation with Jesus. So in a way, Jesus is taken down from the fourth heaven and is invited to come to our everyday life. And that's a quality that we see time and again in Rumi's work. A Yusuf Akhir Suyain Ya'qub Nabina Bia. A Isya Penhan Shode Dartaurama Mina Bia. So in this short line he says, Oh Joseph, come, come to Jacob. Oh Joseph, come to Jacob, who is waiting for you, who's losing his eyesight, because he has cried so much. 
away from you, missing you. So come back to this uh, Jacob. Oh, Jesus, come down from the fourth heaven. Come to our everyday life. And then he actually talks about himself in this context as a student of Jesus. And we have seen before that he talks about his own poetry also as a life-giving force, as something that could help us bring our hearts to life. So in this context, he compares himself to a physician and then to a student of Jesus because he can breathe life into our hearts the way Jesus breathed life into a dead body. Hakimim, tabibim, zabagdad residim, bas elatian ra ke zqam baz kharidim. Tabiban fasihim ke shagird masihim, basi morde gereftim o daru ruh damidim. I am a physician. I have come from the city of Baghdad. Of course, because Baghdad was a great center of learning and training, and a lot of students of medicine would have been trained there. So he's talking about himself as a real physician trained in Baghdad who has come. I am a physician. I've come from the city of Baghdad. I have seen many sick patients and have cured them. I am an eloquent physician. I can speak like Jesus. And again, don't forget that Jesus is the word of God. So he's comparing that life-giving nature of Jesus to his own words. I am a very eloquent physician. As a student of Jesus, I have seen many a dead patient and I have breathed souls into them or spirits into them. And then again, he goes back to Mary and Jesus. And it's very interesting that very often when he talks about Jesus, he doesn't want it to be just Jesus. He wants Mary also to be in the picture. And then he uses that image in order to refer to Mary's pregnancy with Jesus, which if you remember, we talked about earlier on, because he compares us to Mary's, and we are pregnant with our own Jesus, which is the divine inner core that each one of us have and can, and can give birth to. But, of course, we have to feel the pain. And don't forget the word dard or pain in Persian is not just suffering, of pain, but it is also longing, going after something that you desperately long for. سخن عشق چو بی درد بود بر ندهد جز به گوش حبس و جز به زبانی نرسد مریم دل نشود حامل انوار فسی مریم دل نشود حامل انوار مسیح تا امانت ز نهانی به نهانی نرسد. So the words of love have to be imbued with real pain, with real longing. Otherwise, it's just 
empty words is not going to get you anywhere. And the Mary of your heart, it will never carry a real Jesus inside unless the divine breath comes into your soul, into your body, just as that divine gift, that divine trust was given to Mary to carry for us. خاک از او سبز زاری چرخ از او بیقراری هر طرف بخت یاری زو معاف و مسلم باد پویان و جویان آبها دست شویان ما مسیحان گویان خاک خاموش چو مریم I love this one because it brings the image of the nature, of the environment, and it combines it again with the life-giving breath of Jesus as the Word of God, and then also keeps us, as the human beings who are capable, to borrow that divine um, in the picture. Just talking about God and the earth, with the divine bounty, the earth is a meadow, it's green. And life, the wheel of the earth is turning with that love. Everywhere you look, a fortunate being is benefiting from this divine. Bad puyan juyan. The breeze is running, the wind is running, and it's seeking. The earth is washing itself, washing its hands in the water, and seeking, again, the purity. We human beings can be speaking with divine words in the manner of Jesus, and the earth could be silent, like Mary, who never spoke about her pain. I would love to leave you with this amazing last line, Ma masihane guyan, chalk chomosh chomariam. We speak with divine words, we can borrow from Jesus in the manner of Jesus and Chalk Chomosh Chomariam and the earth silent like Mary. Till next time, I hope you find these images interesting, inspiring, and benefit from them the way your own imagination helps you breed life into them. Thank you and talk to you soon.